the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, 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 here I is. Andrea Kay, happy Taco Tuesday. We need a sound effect for Taco Tuesday. Munch, 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 Glad to have you guys here with me. So much news to get into tonight. So much breaking news. And so much of it having to do uh, centered around elections. And the false accusation that what happened on January 6th and what's going on with Trump and MAGA and the Republicans around the country and the Republican legislatures are, are the ones uh, involved in an insurrection and in, in, in election theft when what it is is the Democrats. And I can't think of anything more despicable than an attempt to use the legacy of what's supposed to be the civil rights icon of our time as an excuse to do that. So we got to get into that tonight. Uh, we're also going to have, you know, we talk a lot about children. We were the one, one of the first shows that actually started doing uh, education segments, trying to educate y'all what's happening in our schools and the ways in which they're indoctrinating young minds to churn out little socialists for the state. And, but there's, but there's a, so there's a movement afoot, right? Not just in the schools and beyond a recognition of the wokeism that is, that they are trying to implant in your mind. So we've actually got a, a publisher who's going to be here tonight who's got a, an ingenious movement going on to counter the left and all the different ways in which they seek to control, seize control of the little minds out there. Uh, the publisher of Brave Books, who's going to be here. So we, we've got to, to chat with him tonight. Y'all are going to be excited because there's lots of conservative names that y'all will recognize with children's books out there through uh, Brave Books. So you're going to want to definitely stay tuned for that. Of course, we are going to have... Um, COVID news for you guys and more. So uh, stay tuned. 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on the Facebook page, the Answer San Diego page. Um, But uh, feel free to give us a buzz. 888-344-1170. I'm loving all the emails that I'm getting from you guys, but don't be shy. You can email me at at, uh, andreakshow.com forward slash contact. You can email me there. Um, But I want to hear from you guys as well. 888-344-1170. We've got an update as well on the synagogue terrorist. So before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. I have my veto pen drawn and ready, and I have only one thing to say. Go ahead. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Really looking forward to our guest this evening, Andrea, because uh, it has some Matrix ties in, tie-ins when we're talking about being woke. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess. No, not one of your favorite movies, but no. uh, I love it. No, not at all. Okay, so we've also got some SCOTUS news. Uh, to bring to you guys, um, there's just so much that uh, t- to get into tonight. Let's start with the fact that this January 6th so-called commission um, or January 6th committee is really um, the House of Representatives with the coordination of, of uh, some anti-freedom, anti-American, anti-MAGA uh, so-called Republicans who um, have actually are actually participating in turning the House of Representatives into some type of a judicial arm in which to use their subpoena power to persecute and have prosecuted American citizens for their politics. 
That's really what's going on with this January 6th commission under the guise of that it was President Trump who supposedly incited an insurrection, which was never an insurrection because those that have been arrested were arrested and charged primarily with trespassing going on. And I'm not going to get into all the, uh, you know, we're going to have to invite Julie Kelly on. She's done the most reporting of anybody happening to January 6th. She's got a new book out, so memo to me and skins. We're going to invite her on and we're going to get into some of the details about what's really going on, what happened on January 6th. The fact that the FBI refused to ad- admit or deny that FBI agents were the ones or were actively involved in inciting and committing acts of violence that day should tell you that this that alone, aside from who was Ray Epps and what happened with the Capitol Police and da 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 that alone should tell you, if you didn't already know, that there's nothing about this that has anything to do with holding anybody accountable. It has everything to do with furthering What's been actually going on since Donald Trump came down the escalators with the cooperation of the Republican Party. And so today we find out that they have actually subpoenaed the records of Donald Trump's son, Don Jr., and his now fiance, Kimberly Guilfoyle, for their phone records. We don't have the phone records of Nancy Pelosi. We don't have text messages from her that day. She was the one who's who's in charge of the Capitol Police. But yet we've got this January 6th, we've got the Democrat Party with the help of Republicans using the subpoena power to try to to look for evidence. This is not about, first of all, the House of Representatives does not have this as their power, right? But if we are going to have, but in, in the course of a criminal investigation of which this supposedly is, there's supposed to be probable cause that somebody's committed a crime before you go. And, you know, drag their home for evidence, seize their phone records. This is a violation of the Fourth Amendment rights, right? In its most simplest terms. This is absolutely outrageous. And you know what, Republican Party? I'm sitting here thinking today when the Republicans have subpoena power, they don't use it. You know when the time was to subpoena somebody's son's records was when uh, Donald Trump was falsely impeached for a phone call he had every right to have with the president of Ukraine wanting to know the involvement with Ukraine, firing the prosecutor who was investigating Joe Biden's son. We, as the United States of America, had every right to know what Joe Biden was doing and how he was using the vice presidency to line the pockets of his son and how he had bragged when Joe Biden had actually bragged on video that he that they were withholding. President Trump was impeached for withholding aid to Ukraine when it was Joe Biden who was on video withholding aid to Ukraine until he got the prosecutor who was investigating a son fired. And at no point in the during these impeachment hearings did the Republican Party do their job and subpoena the records of Hunter Biden. In fact, no, we had Bill Barr stopping the investigation of Hunter Biden and his laptop. Joe Biden and his son should have been dragged before the impeachment hearings on that one. Absolutely should have. There should be not one record. But, you know, since then, we all know what was on Hunter Biden's laptop. And we all know uh, there's, uh, you know, emails and everything showing that Joe Biden was corrupt and knew, you know, Joe Biden had lied and knew that about how he had never been in any meetings. And there had never been. We know that there were meetings with Joe Biden and all these Chinese people and people that Hunter Biden was cooking up deals with at the White House. And you know what the difference is, is that nobody cares because when you're a Democrat or an establishment Republican like W or 41 
and part of the uniparty system. You get away with it. You get away with it. And I said to people in early 2017, we're all Michael Flynn. Don't ignore what's happening with Michael Flynn. This is not about Michael Flynn. This is about persecuting and prosecuting anybody that has the anybody that they see as a legit threat to the Marxist ideology and the Marxist agenda. They know who the who the rhinos are and who not a legit threat. You think any of them care about Mitch McConnell's phone records, please? Or Kevin McCarthy. You know, Kevin McCarthy was able to go blow them off. Why? Because he's no threat to them, really. Right? Michael Flynn was a threat to them. 75 million MAGA voters were a threat to them in their power. Republican legislatures that are cracking down on the election fraud in their states and following their state constitutions and and, and ensuring election integrity, they're a threat to the Democrats. We've got we've got a couple of election fraud stories to share with you guys down the road. If these if this is clearly January sixth, none of them give a crap about an insurrection, give a crap about election integrity, give a crap about preserving our democracy, and certainly neither do, do the Democrats. Yeah, we always um, hear Andrew, you know, you know, well, we need proof. What other proof do they need? We've provided so much proof. Right. Well, this isn't it well. This isn't even really about this is well. It, in some ways, the January sixth commission is about covering up. Just like, just like the Russian hoax, the Russian witch hunt was was not really about. They knew that D- Donald Trump hadn't done anything colluded with the Russians, and it, Sessions and uh, what's his name Rosenstein and all of them before Bob Mueller ever came to D.C. They all knew there was nothing there. That all, it was all about covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton, and then the insurance policy was about trying to trying to a coup attempt to get him out of office and install Hillary. As Clinton, that that as president, there was really your your your. They were the OGs of insurrections. So fast forward. So Schumer is not giving up. He says he's not going to give up on trying to push through this. Uh, uh, there uh, the uh, the follow up insurrection. Of course, which not. is they to need still, this. Right. They've got to. They've got to try to seize control of Congress in order to try to push through their election theft scheme. So we know that um, I don't have time to get into all the ins and outs of how it works, right? We know that they are in the majority because they've they've got fifty senators and they've got Kakala as the tiebreaker, right? And but they need sixty votes to push through their HR one, which is their theft of elections, which is centralizing all of our elections in D.C. and we'll never have a fair election again, right? Well, what typically happens when? Um, so you have to have 60 votes. So what's happening right now is the Republicans say, we're going to filibuster, meaning we're not going to give you the 60 vote votes that you need. Well, really what's supposed to happen with a filibuster is then really the Republicans are supposed to go down there and yammer for about 30 hours. That's a real filibuster. But the Democrats don't really want that because the majority party would have to be there the entire time, right? They don't want to give up sleep, right? However, Schumer, here's his plan. His plan is to try to flip it. And do a talking filibuster, which would make the minority party, the Republicans, have to stand there on the floor for 30 hours at least at at a minimum and all would have to be in attendance. Of course, what he will have to do then is he will have to get a change to the rules involving a quorum because then what would have to happen is at least um, the minority uh, at that point, the Democrats could be called for uh, there could be a quorum call 
meaning that they would have to have a bunch of them there. So right now, the likelihood of that is, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Democrats basically what Schumer's trying to do is how can he finagle? How can he manipulate the rules of the Senate to try to inflict as much pain on the Republican Party as possible while minimizing pain on theirs, thinking they're going to break the backs of the Republicans and maybe they'll be able to bring some Republicans over. Maybe at the end of the talking filibuster, they'll be able to take a vote and be able to push it through. Well, so, and as you know, I've talked about before, I have more faith, unfortunately, in cinema and in mansion than having the spines of Republicans stay in place. Right. Um, real quickly before we take a break. So breaking news trending today on tr- Twitter was that Nick Saban, um, the most famous coach, uh, he was one of multiple, you know him from, uh, from Alabama, formerly an LSU coach. Um, anyway, he uh, signed on to a letter that was sent to Manchin uh, to pressure him because Saban is originally from from West Virginia to pressure him on the need for Manchin to support um, this legislation. Saban followed it up by saying, but he didn't support the ending of the filibuster. That's a bunch of crap, Saban. What do you mean you 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 want to you were pressuring him to support this legislation, but not the end of the, of the removal of the filibuster? If you weren't trying to push him to remove the filibuster, you wouldn't have needed to sign your name to that letter because he's already said he supports the legislation. He just doesn't support the removal of the filibuster. So you know what, Nick Saban, bugger off, man. Do what you do. Go back into. You are the OG. You are the legend when it comes to college football. I would give you that, but you've sickened me with with coming out. I'm so sick of these people. The, whether it's the NFL or college football, trying to trying to inject themselves into our politics. I'm so sick of it. Keep politics out of it. But if you're going to put politics into it, you've exposed yourself for who you are. Don't try to back off. You did, you, the entire point of this was to put pressure on Manchin to get rid of the filibuster, right? Meanwhile, so that was trending on Twitter today. Meanwhile, it's not trending anywhere that that co-owner of that basketball game, up uh, basketball team up, the Golden State Warriors, I don't follow basketball, who, uh, you know, on on a video saying, yeah, who gives a crap about these Uyghurs? No, I don't care about them Uyghurs and what's going on over in China. No, I don't care about that. Of course not. We're going to take a break. We come back. You know what we care about? We care about the minds of children. And so does the publisher of Brave Books. You're going to hear from him next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K. Show. Before the break, we were talking about the January 6th commission and how they're all the lies and smears that it's some insurrection and it's really about to cover up their, the election fraud that actually took place, criminalizing anybody who questions the outcome of an election and on and on and on. And uh, the, the, the tyranny of going after Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle. But um, then I look up and I see during the break that a friend of the Andrea K. Show, Dr. Frank, is is being featured in a very long package on CNN, which uh, which tells me a couple of things. First of all, I reached out, texted my man, Dr. Frank, to you know see if he's watching this. Um, first of all, it tells me that that uh, he must be on. They must be. They must feel. I, we were talking about threats, right? Uh, in in the opening segment, they must feel threatened by Dr. Frank, or they wouldn't be doing this long. This has been going on for like five ten minutes now. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be doing this light, long of a package on Dr. Frank if they didn't feel threatened by him. Number one, and number two, it has me concerned for him because you know um, this could uh, this could unleash the crazies, doxing him, his address, etc. 
So um, we're going to keep our prayers out for, for Dr. Frank. I told you during the break, I'm just so sick of the smearing of decent yeah. Americans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're sick of a lot of things. And, and it, they, they, are the, they are the kings and queens of the, dis, of the misinformation, right? Including, and that's a part of being woke, right? Um, and, and one of the things we talked about at the open of the show about how we've been doing regular education segments. I've been doing education segments with Bob Walters trying to warn people about the indoctrination of our children long before a lot of people were actually aware of it. But that's not the only place they're indoctrinating children, right? We all know the Disney movies, commercials, TV shows, cereal boxes. So how are we going to fight it? It's not enough to just get control back of our schools. There's also whole other areas of our lives in which uh, children are being uh, indoctrinated. And to fight back against that is Brave Books. And Trent Talbot is president and CEO of Brave Books. He's also the author of a new adventure book called The Fight for Freedom Island. And he's here to chat with us tonight. Hi, Trent Talbot. Thank you for being here. Hey, Andrew. Happy to be here. All right. So tell everybody about Brave Books and why you got this started. We're a children's book publishing company that that makes children's books that teach traditional values and um, started in July this year. I I was actually an ophthalmologist before I started this. And and as a recent dad, I had had my first daughter in summer of 2020. And within two weeks of her, so I was sort of blind to this whole political culture war thing. I was just, just sort of living my life, doing my thing um, as an ophthalmologist. And Charlotte was born, and within two weeks of her being born, um, Netflix came out with Cuties, that, that show that sexualized young girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Anti-racist Baby uh, was the number one book on Amazon, and Nancy Drew came out with a uh, trans character in one of their books. You know, their books are targeted like six five, six-year-olds. And, and so just all of this happened. I was, my, you know, my world just sort of was spinning. I was like, what is going on? Have I been blind to this? And, and just, I looked at the, to- the landscape and there's just nothing really pushing back and arming parents, you know, with tools to have conversations to sort of counteract this woke agenda that's running rampant everywhere in culture. And, and so he just felt a calling to, to do something about it. And, and decided to, and, and we launched Brave Books to do just that in um, July this year. And it's been a, it's been re- received amazingly, and you know, and not only the conservative scope, but but in the Christian homeschool communities, just is is much needed. Well, yeah, and not even just conservative. I know lots of Democrats and independents that were like, you know, why you got to go into classrooms or why you got to why you got to remake Cinderella with a black trans guy as, you know, the fairy godmother. I mean, what, you know, what can you why do you why do you have to hijack every aspect of of children's lives? Why can you just not, you know, stay out of traditional America and stay out of my kids' brain? Um I didn't realize you had just started this in July. I mean, you got some heavyweights involved writing some really awesome clever stuff. Uh, Ashley St. Clair wrote Elephants Are Not Birds, which addresses gender. I love the title. Um, you've got oh, Jack Posobiec, who doesn't love Posobiec. He wrote Poso, I, one of my favorites to follow on Twitter. He wrote The Island of Free Ice Cream, showing the dangers of communism. And it's not just clever, but it's it's smart to try to get at them and try to, you know, help them to, you know, because, you know, you and I actually spoke the other day. Children can it can learn complex concepts right if it's given to them if it's expressed to them in a certain way yes yeah you know i mean it's it's been well understood for a while well the left has understood this very well that children understand complex topics best 
through story. You know, that's sort of how our brains are wired. And, and, um, and what we found is that, you know, you take a topic like gender identity or the second amendment, you know, you can teach a you can, you can really teach a kid this lesson, but you have to, you have to teach it to them through, through the story. The, mm-hmm. the story captures their imagination, captures their attention. You have their attention locked in and, and the story gives, gives parents a framework to then start a conversation. So that's what we do. The first half of the book is the story and kids love it. And then at the back of the book, we have what we call the brave challenge. Where we have fun games and discussion questions that guide the parents and, and the families to have this discussion. And um, we see, you know, we see six, seven year olds that not only understand these topics, but then can articulate them. And, and we get emails all the time saying, Hey, I just, just wanted to share this funny story with you. My seven year old was at school the other day and, and the teacher called and just let me know that they're trying to tell the whole, whole class the importance of the second amendment. You know? <laughs> so we, we get funny stories like that all the time. Um, well, I, I have a feeling some teachers wouldn't think that's funny though. And they got a seven year old in there touting the benefits of the second amendment. I love the Hodge twins. I follow them on Insta. They wrote more than spots and stripes, um, which is inoculating kids against critical race theory. This is one of the most important ones because when I think about what is going on in our schools and as well as all other areas of, of culture, where we're telling little kids, we're telling uh, kids of color that um, they are basically inferior and they can't get anywhere in life because of that or because America is evil. And then they're telling white kids that something's wrong with them because they're white. And it's so evil. It's so cruel. And so I love that you guys are um, in in really child-friendly ways with clever, um, you know, like um, the... uh, Dan Crenshaw wrote fame, blame and the raft of shame, uh, which is about cancel culture that you've got a way for for parents out there to you know, to count to counter this culture. I want to see this in all church libraries. I want to see these books in all schools across this country. How can people how can people help you with that? Well, you know, the, the biggest way to help us is to go to our website, bravebooks.com and subscribe you know if you if you have kids definitely do it but if you have grandkids or nieces nephews that's the best way you know that's our bread and butters our, our, our subscribers you, you get a new book every month each each book teaches a new traditional value um but as far as getting into libraries so we you know we're we, we just started we're a small bootstrapping mm-hmm. startup okay. and so we don't have like a sales force out there you know calling trying to get into libraries but our subscribers it's been really cool they they sort of take it in, uh, upon themselves to get us in the library so they're they're placing orders for subscriptions for their for their kids schools or local libraries and so it's sort of been this grassroots campaign among mm-hmm. our subscribers um, to sort of sneak them in there and, and, and in there you know to, mm-hmm. to have something you know that's that's counter the the cultural narrative speaking of countering the culture narrative i i would you know dj potato skins would kill me if i didn't ask you about this wotrix video y'all did that went viral i don't know i don't i try i promised skins that i'd watch the matrix this weekend dude i just couldn't you gotta get you up on i couldn't bring myself to do it i tried watching it when it first came out i didn't understand it but this went viral tell everybody about your wotrix yeah so we we had a little just sort of dead time um, right before Christmas where we weren't launching any books. And, and uh, we saw that the matrix was coming out with a new movie. And so we decided to do a parody of that iconic scene 
where Morpheus offers the blue pill and the red pill to Neo, and it was me and my daughter. So, so the daughter, the the little girl in the video is my daughter, and we we sort of just recreated that that scene because you know that's very similar to what we're trying to do. We're we're yeah. trying to to you know share the truth and open open eye open children's eyes to the fact that hey, there's a lot of deception out there, and we need to have discernment and we need to know what's real. And what's not? What what are lies? And and so so we we love that scene, and we want to do a fun little video. And and yeah, we weren't really expecting much of it. it was, we were sort of doing it for ourselves, uh-huh. being, being being silly. And and um, yeah, went, went viral on Fox News and all that stuff. So <laughs> it, it, it brought some much needed attention to to Brave, and so that was a good thing. Well, I thank you for being here. I thank you, you know, for for what you've done. Look what you've what you've accomplished in just a little over six months. And this is one of the th- things that one of the reasons why I wanted you on tonight is I've been saying for a while. Look, it's time for us to the days for us to just you know gather together on social media or even my, as my listeners or whatever to just yammer and complain or even show hosts to just yammer and complain is 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 in the rearview mirror. We've got to get active, and this is you getting active. Right. And and actually contributing to our culture and doing something, um, you know, against the tide and the wave of the cultural Marxist movement. And I applaud you so much. And I encourage everybody out there to go to Brave Books, sign up, sign your family up, get subscriptions for everybody, you know, donate subscriptions to schools, churches, etc. And thank you for all you do, Trent Talbot. Uh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate the kind words and the support and for having me on. All right. You, you take good care. All right, now y'all stay tuned because uh, we're going to talk a little bit more election fraud and we've got some other topics to give to you guys, including some actual stats having to do with children and COVID. Wait till you get a load of this. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Just got a text from a friend of mine who was listening to that interview. So she's going to be subscribing, uh, getting some of those brave books for her grandchildren. So this is, I can't think of a better gift. I'm going to, I'm going to hook up my little nieces on that. Um, and, and why don't we just continue to discuss uh, how children are being exploited in this country for power by these Democrats. Um, the, the Michigan Democrat Party tweeted out, Uh, Not sure where this, quote, parents should control what is taught in schools because they are our kids, quote, is originating. But parents do have the option to choose to send their kids to a hand-selected private school at their own expense if this is what they desire. The purpose of a public education and a public school is not to teach kids only what parents want them to be taught. Bold. It is to teach them what society needs them to know. Wow. Yes, underlined. The client of the public school is not the parent, but the entire community, the public. Well, that part is true because I'm a taxpayer and I should have a right to decide whether or not my taxpayer's dollars or anybody else's taxpayer's dollars are going for the Democrat Party to scrap focus on two plus two and how to conjugate a verb and spend their days telling white kids there's something wrong with them and that America is basically evil, cannot be changed. I'm no, not, it's socio I, no. uh, emotional learning is all it is. Right. 
when when in our generation skins was that the purpose of public school? My parents would not have sent me to no no public. Any oh, school. I would have been pro- uh, homeschooled. Period. Since when is that the purpose of the public schools to teach us what society what and and what the what the school unions and school teachers think society needs them to know? Because you know what, if that's going to be if that's going to be the criteria of what society needs them to know, then you know what? How about the parents can teach them how to conjugate a verb at night? And I say we spend eight hours teaching them the values of the Second Amendment, how to loan a gun and, and defend themselves, because we had a beautiful woman who was stabbed to death without the ability to defend herself in a in a furniture store up in L.A., thanks to this crime wave on the part of the Democrats. So, okay, I think society needs to teach children about the values of the Second Amendment and how they need to be able to defend themselves. I think society needs them, uh, uh, we need, um, society needs them to be taught um, Judeo-Christian principles and values, the Ten Commandments, the plan of salvation. I think that's, you know, I think that's what they should be taught all day long. Right? I think they should be taught about how you need to have borders. If you don't have borders, you don't have a nation. I think they need to be taught free market capitalism. I think they need to be taught entrepreneurship and how and how you don't deserve a dime and that you're not entitled to a dime in, in, in this country. You're not entitled to anything, including all the conveniences that you want when it comes to how to vote. Again, it goes back to do you want your elections easier or do you want them right. secure? Yeah. Oh, it's to teach them what society needs them to know. Well, you know, if you're going to go down that criteria, I think society needs that. It, it needs to be one of pro-Americanism, America first, MAGA. How about we make them wear MAGA hats all day long and teach them about America first and the U.S. Constitution and limited government and how far, far we've gone from that, right? Of course, they took this tweet down. Continuing on with children um, and how their children are continuing to be used, particularly with COVID and our schools being used. You can, you can, you know, continuing across this country, we've got kids being forced to wear a mask. All, and now the push is not just any mask, it's N95. Mask, right? N95. Or it's if N95. it's a cloth mask, right. yeah, oh, Andrea, you got to hold it up to the light so you can't right. see through it. Adults can go into a restaurant and take a mask off, right? But kids can't. They're forced to wear it all. And on buses, we're talking, this is absolute child abuse. Meanwhile, this is from the Daily Mail. Uh, data from the CDC shows that children make up less than 0.1% of COVID deaths since the pandemic began in March 2020. Children un- under the age of five only make up 259 of the 852,000 deaths that the U.S. has recorded. And people are still vaxxing their kids. Yeah. A study from October during the, during the Delta COVID wave shows that half of children who are infected have an asymptomatic case. And we know that now with hospitals, if uh, jabbed workers test positive for COVID, they go to work because if they're asymptomatic, suddenly asymptomatics don't, don't spread, right? Um, children make up around 12% of cases and less than 0.1% of deaths in the U.S. Uh, the census estimates that 22% of Americans are under age of 18. Well, um, and I quibble with the 852,000 deaths. The U.S. has recorded those deaths, but we know that that's not deaths from COVID. That's deaths with COVID. Um, 8.3 million, uh, this is according to the CDC, 8.3 million children have contracted COVID. And, and according to the CDC, all children, the 259 is children under five. We include When we include all ages of children, only 841 have died since the pandemic uh, from COVID, attributed with COVID, 
began in March 2020. So in almost two years, 841 children died. How many more children are going to die from choking? How many more are going to die from, from uh, uh, you know, in, in a pool, drowning in a pool? How many are going to die from RSV? How many are going to die from flus? We, th- and yet look at what the abuse that we're putting children through. The World Health Organization has come out and said, um, uh, the WHO chief scientist, I can't pronounce this person's last name, said Tuesday that health, healthy children uh, do not need booster shots. They face little risk from the virus and, um, you know, they've got a, gr- a greater risk of myocarditis and we're seeing a lot of reports in hospitals for myocarditis as well as deaths that are not being attributed necessarily to the shots because if you died in a motorcycle accident and tested positive for COVID it was a COVID death but if your child gets shot or if you get a shot and you die within hours or days that's got nothing to do with that shot right did you say 0.1 percent 0.1 percent death rate for, ch- for children total in almost two years 841 children died attributed COVID and yet look at what we're doing to our children, the masking. And even if you want to, even if you want to say, well, they're a threat to, to the teachers. Well, if, if these teachers out there have all gotten the shots and the shots work, what, what are they worried about sitting in, in, in the same classroom? Then you need to be the one with the N95. Or how about the kid, kids go to school and they, they go about their lives and you have the t- teacher remotely instead of being in the classroom with them. Or have the teacher behind a plexiglass. But this is... Continued exploitation of children. Speaking of masks, I love this story. Um, <laughs> I think I reported back a couple weeks ago when SCOTUS was here in cases that Gorsuch, we talked about this, right? He, he was the only one yeah, not we wearing did. a mask. Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> chuckled when I read this one too. Right. I'm kind of mad at Gorsuch today because he denied a case coming out of Florida of a child who's who, whose dad my heart sank yeah the, you know the dad filed the suit to try to ban the mask mandates on flights because his child who's got asthma da, 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 he's four-year-old uh gorsuch refused to hear the case uh, of a stay banning mask mandates on flights which is and and after we had all these hearings with the airline executives the if the air on these airplanes that's about the best air you're going to breathe okay so anyway i'm mad at gorsuch but I'm uh, uh, over that. But I got a chuckle because he's the only one that's continuing to come out and hear oral arguments without a mask. And I got a hat tip him on that. So then today, Sotomayor is trending. She's 67, and she um, and she is um, because Gorsuch is refusing to wear a mask. She is she is hearing arguments, I guess, remotely somewhere. So wherever she is, and. Um, and I say, fine. I say, you know, this this is the way it should have been from the beginning. Those healthy, you know, Gorsuch is in his 50s. Go ahead. Come wanna, in. If right. you don't want to be a part because you're a little skeptical, fine. Remote in. Right. You're you're fearful. You don't want to leave the house. You you know, you've gotten jabbed. You've gotten all the boosters. You know, you're doing whatever. You're wearing the triple mask. You're doing everything Fauci's telling you to do, even though he's not doing it. And you still don't feel safe going around people. Then don't go around people. Stay home, gal. Stay at home. Right. But this is this is this is always the liberals argument. Same thing. Same argument with Second Amendment. They don't feel safe with guns. Then don't own a gun. Don't bring it into your home. Why you got to take it away from somebody else? But don't make my choice for me. Right. Exactly. This is tyranny. So, you know what, Sotomayor, you know, while you're at home and here and and staying at home, you might want to bone up on the truth because you're the one that lied and said 100,000 children were in hospitals on ventilators. Not even close. And think about that after what I just read. 
right? And we also know that everybody's even admitting, even Fauci, that Omicron, that uh, that Omicron is a cold, at least for most people. We're st- starting to see reports out of UK, out of uh, different countries around the world, uh, that the the primary, the 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 majority of those in hospitals right now, whether it's Omicron or Delta or whatever it is, are the jabbed. They are not the unjabbed. And there's even the CDC and Fauci. I wish I could. It's getting hard to hide, Andrea. It's yeah. It's it's getting impossible for them to hide the fact that these these shots are not vaccines. They're therapeutics. You want to get them fine. Um, there's a doctor from Israel's come out to say that they're now in their fourth booster and they they've got hospitalizations. It's not working. It's not working. And he's actually come out and say there's there's no it makes the it makes the quote vax passport irrelevant because everybody over there has gotten the jab. They've kept people from traveling over there. People are still sick out the yin yang. Hospitals overloaded. It you know mean but and meanwhile getting back to children there's just no excuse for the child abuse that's continuing to take place. That's exactly what it is too. It's right. child abuse. Right. And Sotomayor, she probably should have been banned and not allowed to hear oral arguments until there was some correction of the record done with her lies that she put into the record about a hundred hundred thousand children in hospitals with COVID and on, and on ventilators. Same thing with Breyer, who entered it into the record that there were seven hundred million new cases. Dude, we only have three hundred million people here here in this country. This that po- election math, Andrea. This is supposed to be the the best and, and brightest. These are SCOTUS justices, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to give you guys some breaking news um, coming out of Wisconsin and Pennsylvania uh, regarding election fraud. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. What's all this January 6th business about? Why they got Dr. Frank up on CNN tonight. It's all about trying to cover up the election fraud that took place in 2020. And, and you know it, and I know it, and they all know it. And that's why uh, after immediately after the election, almost 70% of Democrats knew it and said this this was, you know, uh, shenanigans that went on. Uh, over 70- And that's coming from Democrats. That's coming from Democrats, right? Because they all saw what happened. We all saw it in Atlanta. Oh, oops, you know, we got we to gotta stop uh, coordinated all at the same time in the middle of the night. We got to stop, we got to, you know, stop the count, right? You know, we also all saw Fox News call Arizona too early, right? Um, there was a combination of things. It wasn't just, you know, um, what Dr. Frank is, is, is talked about with, you know, Dominion machines. It also involved Pennsylvania state Supreme Court rewriting election laws. It was Governor Kemp down in Georgia doing shenanigans with Stacey Abrams. There was there. Um, we know dead people were voting. We you know we saw the Arizona audit came out, and almost every media outlet said that it confirmed the Biden won when it didn't. If you if you count the fifty thousand illegal votes they got, if you just add those into a recount, this is why you need an audit versus a recount, right? Because if you're just going to continue to count the same illegitimate votes, give you the same result. you're going to get the same results. Biden supposedly won that state with fourteen thousand votes, approximately fifty thousand illegal votes were counted. And that was just Arizona. I've posted an article on my Facebook that was from um, um, the Federalist, where they're showing. Um, out of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, a Christina Peroni, 
um, ha- having a Zoom meeting. This is uh, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, having a Zoom meeting in which she's talking about some guy, Jim, and, and, um, but she doesn't say she, I had, she had a brief conversation with Jim, and it's going to be different this time than last time. They're going to have to do W4s, and we need them to sign something, allowing somebody else to pick, a, to pick up. And so we're going to actually follow the law this time, she says. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Didn't follow the law last time, right? I know. That's just so funny. I'm just cracking up. Why, don't they, why doesn't Saturday Night Live do a skit? This is just so funny how they, how they broke the law. I need everybody to go and read this article because this is just one of many videos that the Federalist has uncovered. There's a video of some dude with the last name of Savage on tape talking to somebody who may be the same Jim um, about where this guy Jim is telling him to hide, to, to get rid of iPads, um, 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 oh, and hey, uh, oh, geez, Andrea, why would you be needed to get rid of electronic devices? Yeah, get rid of the iPad and second scanners, um, election data, materials, and results. This is a quote. Um, at one point, um, this guy Savage says, we can't talk about it anymore. Um, then this guy Allen says, well, why? And Savage explains, it's a felony. Now, this guy Savage is in the middle of a defamation lawsuit against some people, some whistleblowers, and he's trying to get this video of him uh, taken out of evidence. So there's video of oh, multiple videos out of the state of Pennsylvania talking about breaking election laws. Then we've got Wisconsin where a judge has banned ballot drop boxes going forward because the use of them in November of 2020 was illegal. Waukesha County Circuit Court Judge Michael Boren, Boren determined there is no statutory authority to allow for either practice, which is ballot drop boxes or ballot harvesting. The Wisconsin Elections Commission authorized the dramatic increase in the use of ballot drop boxes, and he said they didn't have the authority to do so. In fact, their, their, um, their laws explicitly prohibit it. In fact, the, the Wisconsin law provides that no person, quote, may receive a ballot from or give a ballot to a person other than the elected election official in charge. That prohibits ballot harvesting. And the reason why ballot harvesting is, is against the law is because it makes it possible for people to buy, an, to buy a vote or to coerce a vote. They broke the law. And knowing that this was against the law, the Wisconsin Elections Commission sent a memo to municipal clerks ahead of the 2020 election indicating, quote, a family member or another person may also return the ballot on behalf of the voter. So what they did here, they went ahead and broke the law. And this is this is like your kid who goes, well, you know, it's better to, you know, to, you know, um, seek forgiveness than permission. Right. So they just willingly, willfully broke the law. But remember, Andrea, no proof. Right. No proof whatsoever. This amounted to, I think, upwards of uh, 20,000 ballots. The clerk set up more than 500 ballot drop boxes across the state. Completely broke the law. So anytime anybody tells you we need to pass this whatever Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act, this is not about the Democrats trying to pass uh, 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 voting rights. This is about them trying to pass the right for them to cheat, permanently stealing our elections going forward. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.